When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 30, 30 of the Yinzers podcast. I am Jordan DeFigio here with my co-host, Samantha James and Morgan Erzo. We won. We won the game. We won yesterday. What what is one? What does that mean? Can someone explain to me? It's a number. The feeling when your heart lives in your butt because the Steelers are playing football. (laughs) Guys, there were moments... There were moments on Sunday where I was trying to tweet my thoughts. It was definitely during that final drive and then definitely Mm. during the Ravens final drive, trying to tweet my thoughts and like my thumbs weren't working. My heart was racing so fast that I could not form full sentences with my fingers. It was crazy. There was so much happening all at one time and the back and forth of it, like we have talked in great detail about the Steelers struggles this season and the fact that the offense looked and we'll get into the game recap, but just very quickly, the, the fact that the offense looked as good as they did on their final drive. And then our precious defense looked like such garbage on Baltimore's final drive. Like it just felt like I was living in the upside down and I didn't, I just couldn't, I, what like where did this offense come from I know our defense is struggling with a ton of injuries but my god you uh, you come on big once just once you just knew like it was seeming too easy we we scored we were up by seven they needed a full score to tie the game Mm -hmm. and you just knew they weren't going to make it easy Mm -hmm. that last minute was going to be cruel and unusual punishment (sighs) by the Pittsburgh Steelers because that is their MO. Listen, I'm not mad about it today. Like sadistic. It still it still ruined football for me the rest of the day. Like my emotions were so gone. Like I was like, oh Sunday night football. No. Sunday night football already happened in my mind. Like Mm -hmm. I can't watch I was footballed out. I was like I can't watch football. It's just draining. So draining. (laughs) My God. And like so another another aspect of what made it so exhausting was just the the terrible officiating. Like, yeah. oh my god! But there was a point where the refs threw a flag on Baltimore, and I was like, "Can you stop? Can you please stop? This is unreal. Give it a break. Let them play football. Oh my god! Because not only were they calling things every other down." They were totally off base most of the time. It was just insane. Calling stuff that didn't need to be called and then Mm -hmm. not calling stuff that did need to be called. Uh Nante Johnson, I understand. That was not a defenseless receiver penalty. It was unnecessary roughness. Mm -hmm. 1,000%. 
unnecessary roughness on Deontay Johnson and it mm-hmm. went uncalled. And when Gene Steratore yep. came on and explained that to Romo, who was pissed that the call didn't happen. I yep. mean, mm-hmm. arguably everyone was upset by that aside from mm-hmm. maybe Malik Ravens fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it was, it was blatant like non-call after Mm non-call and then call after call that just went against us. And I mean, Oh my God. I'm never going to say that the ref, like, Oh, we lost because of the refs, because I think that good teams compensate. Um, And, you know, every team overcomes shitty refereeing Mm -hmm. in this league, but it's not going to change and it's not going to get any better. And we harp on this all the time until the league does something to hold these referees accountable. Mm -hmm. We're just going to keep seeing these bullshit calls and these Mm -hmm. non-calls. TJ Watt in a chokehold on that final Ravens drive is the only reason they got to miss that two point conversion. Like they Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have even gotten there had the call been made. So just, it's, I'm just, at one point, I was like, I want to turn this game off because I felt like there was no way we could beat the Ravens and the refs. Right. And that's the first time I've ever mm-hmm. felt like that. Like, I know there's been very strong cases of, like, really bad calls that have, you know, re- changed the outcome of a game. But this felt like it was flag, 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 flag. I was like, we're never going to fucking finish this game anyway. Mm-hmm. Second yep. of all, we're never going to beat the refs. Like, when that call got reversed, when the catch got reversed and said it wasn't a catch, I was like how there was not enough evidence to overturn that that was not a catch and how many times have we seen a ball just move a little bit underneath Mm -hmm. the receiver and they come Mm -hmm. back and say there's not Mm -hmm. enough evidence right and you know what you said and it's absolutely accurate every team has to overcome shitty officiating that is accurate but that should not be the case in what other field in the world would that be acceptable? Except maybe at McDonald's, like fast food. I could see people putting up with a lot of crap because they're desperate for employees. So is the NFL that desperate that their employee, they're employing these garbage referees? I don't understand. They make a ton of money. They make a ton of money and they can't even uphold the law of the land. My guy. You got hit, and it wasn't until that referee got carted off the field that the bad calls just miraculously, poof, disappeared. Mm-hmm. I Listen, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy going on, but the only thing that makes sense, because I don't think they're that stupid, is that there's a conspiracy going on. Like. <laughs> nothing else makes I sense think to me. honestly it's and it feels like one of those situations where like the simplest explanation is probably the the right one I, there is no way that all of these people are just that bad at their right. jobs right. because they I, like I was watching the the Bengals Chargers game and in a span of five minutes I put the game on I was watching it and it was like a circus the guy yeah. like the the Chargers intercepted the ball in their own end zone. The Bengals were marching. And this ref comes out, and he's like, after the, a flag had been thrown, and he said the ruling on the field is a touchdown. And he held up his hands, and then he was like, 
no, wait a minute. The ruling on the field is an interception and a touchback. And I was like, oh my God, what am I watching? What is happening? How? I swear they're all on LSD. Like you guys are tripping. <laughs> like, I wonder if they have weekly reviews of the calls that they make and they just have to sit there and be like, wow, I'm a fucking idiot and I don't know shit about my job because Damn. if I made errors like that at my job, I would not have one. Oh, me oh my God, Can you imagine that in like the medical field? Like, oh, well, every doctor has to overcome a shitty nurse. <laughs> Are they going to give your patient the meds? We don't know. Mm, is right. this the right one? I don't know. Oh, good luck. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I honestly think that they don't have these reviews, Sam. I think that they don't look at these bad calls that they're making or the non-calls that they're making and say, okay, this is what you could have done better last week. X, Y, and Z, you missed these calls. Because if they were doing that, then there would be a barometer for improvement right. and there would be parameters set that if you do not meet this mark, you're fired. And mm -hmm. we don't see these referees fired. We don't see them penalized. It makes right. me believe that there's no standard that they're being mm -hmm. held to. There's no incentive to make the right call. Yeah. It's literally yeah. just a free for all. Yeah. Is there even a rule book anymore? I feel like it's a right. lawless wasteland. Like we will, are just, I mean, what? And I will say, like, as long as while we're talking about the referees and the penalties, I'm so impressed with the offensive line and their discipline this past game. Mm -hmm. mm. And I'm not even just talking about their play because it, while it did significantly improve and like shout out John LeGlue because OMG, yeah. but mm -hmm. the lack of penalties that the offensive line committed, that's something we're not used to this season. Nope. So like props to them against a tough Ravens team. That was clutch on that final drive. Like we we talked about that. Jeez, the offense really clicked. Like every and we'll, time. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that in a sec. One other thing I want to mention before we get into these uh, the the questions that we kind of have for ourselves. It was so beautifully sweet that the Ravens got that touchdown, and John Harbaugh's cocky ass. <laughs> called the two-point conversion and they missed it i was this is really uh, this is shallow oh but i was in my glory it made it worth it that they did score again just to watch that all unfold the way Fall that it did and bite pain. him in his dumb smug face <laughs> it's so funny jordan because what you say that like literally as soon as we won my mind was like fuck you john harbo like yes. fuck you like I was like it felt so good like that oh, oh it really felt very validating I he is it. just I somebody that, that I love to watch suffer like and mm -hmm. I'm and I'm not talking about like let's not be I know people are going to be like Come on, he's a human. Don't be rude. On Bubble the football me. field. Listen, on the football listen, field. I love to watch John Harbaugh just sit there with that expressionless stupid. stare on his stupid face. He and his brother both. They're both oh my God. I, I am not a Harbaugh fan by any stretch mm -mm. of the imagination. And nope. listen, 
in his post-game interview, John Harbaugh said, the reason that I decided to go for two there was because we were essentially out of cornerbacks. Marlon Humphrey went down with a season-ending injury, prayers for his quick recovery, of course. Um, but he said we were out of cornerbacks, so it was kind of do or die. Listen, you either have faith in your team or you don't. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin would have taken the points there. I know it. Yeah. Yep. I know he, he would has. have because he has. <laughs> we know you Many get the times. points from Mike Tomlin, <laughs> even after a Chris Boswell missed PT. Like mm-hmm. it, we, we know that Mike Tomlin would have trusted his kicker to mm-hmm. get the points. Mm-hmm. And listen, Harbaugh, your kicker is Justin Tucker. Yeah. Maybe the only kicker better than Chris Boswell. Yeah. Like, Make it make sense. Yeah. I don't- it doesn't make sense because if that's your logic for going for two to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers with 12 seconds left in the game, are you implying then that you have no faith for the rest of your season? Because right. the Steelers are hardly the toughest team that you're going right. to face down right. the stretch. Like we all know, exactly. we like, I don't think this win means that the Steelers are a good team. I think Super that Bowl. they, yeah, Super Bowl or bust, right? <laughs> but like it, it just it blew my mind that that happened, and also just yeah. made me very, very, very happy. I loved it. It was oh, it was thank just you. sweet, like poetic justice. Yeah, mm, I just, yeah. I just I love and it. That face. Just the defeat on his face will be burned in my memory forever, and I will. I'm, I'm gonna look at it. Off on of that can we face. put that mm. on a shirt? Can we just yes. put <laughs> that on a shirt? Sam, oh such a good idea. God. Yes, we're doing it. Like when I saw the little clip of it last night, like I was watching a video and I saw his face, and I was like, I need to screenshot that and just post it because it's so Caption great. This. Yeah, Sam so much serotonin. Said, "Caption this." Oh my gosh, it was just. Yeah, serotonin rush to the brain. Right? When I'm feeling sad, I'm just going to throw that t-shirt on and just be like, I feel so much better now. Comfort. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I still cannot believe that they won. I was expecting a loss. I was expecting it to be closer than the Bengals game, but I was still expecting a loss. But what does this win mean for this specific team of guys that they have that they're putting out on the field and for Ben Roethlisberger, Sam, what, what does this mean moving forward? Oh my gosh. Um, a lot. The AFC North, I still think is up for grabs. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's one team that you can look at and be like, Oh, they're out. Like, mm-hmm. so I think, I think that gives them hope. Yeah. Huge. Morgan, what do you think? I, I agree, and especially for Ben. I mean, that was mm-hmm. the 10th game-winning drive that Ben has conducted against the Ravens in his career, the 51st total of his career, wow. tying Tom Brady. Oh. So, I mean, to say that it was special, to say that it was emotional, I mean, those mm-hmm. feel like understatements. For Ben, yeah. that was that – was, his way of saying, listen, I see all of you doubting me. I see you, Ryan Clark, telling me that it's time to step down. It's time to take a seat. I see Mm -hmm. you questioning my ability to still play this game and still be vintage Ben. And so that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did on Sunday. And we saw 
life in an offense that has been lifeless. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. saw fire in a defense that had no fire last weekend. Mm -hmm. Like it was a stark difference uh, Sunday versus the Sunday prior. I mean, those are two completely different teams. And I Mm -hmm. don't know if Mike Tomlin played music at practice (laughs) or – what it was, but something got oh, a fire under their asses and they yeah. proved they can compete in this league at the highest level against anybody. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar is a very capable quarterback and a very capable leader. And they have some playmakers on that team and we still mm-hmm. came out with the win. And yep. that just, it speaks volumes. Yeah. This team looked tremendously different from the team that played the Bengals last week. They were dick honestly like it was it was rough last week but even looking within the game yesterday the Steelers were always in it they never really let Baltimore take control of the game but looking at the offense of that final drive kind of like we talked about already as opposed to the offense that had been (laughs) playing the rest of the game it was a very noticeable difference even within the game itself. And I think we know the reason for that because obviously Ben was the one calling the plays on that final drive and not Matt Canada. And I think for me, at least as an, as an individual, I was concerned earlier in the season when it seemed like, okay, yeah, Ben, obviously physically he's almost 40. He's not able to do some of the things that he was able to do when he was in his mid twenties. It just makes sense. But when he started to look a little bit dull mentally, that was when I was concerned. However, when Ben takes charge of the field and the offense, he knows exactly what he's doing. It just seems like there's a disconnect between Matt Canada and him. There is a huge difference in play calling and you can see it clear as day. There's a difference in the effort that the offense puts out there when Ben is calling the plays. So Morgan, what, what do you attribute that to? Is it just that Ben knows the offense better? Is it that Matt Canada is a bum? Like what, why is there such a difference? You know, I'm never going to miss an opportunity to call Matt Canada a bum. So yes, that's part of it. (laughs) But I think, and Deontay Johnson said this uh, in a presser, he said that on that final drive, when Ben was the one calling the plays, Ben was being Ben like we love to say, he was comfortable. He knew exactly what he was doing. He could make adjustments that he Mm. needed to make because he's reading these defenses the way that Ben knows how to read them because he's been doing this a really long time. And Deontay said, not taking anything away from Matt Canada, but we're comfortable when Ben's calling the plays. Mm. And do you know what I attribute that to, that level of comfort? They trust Ben. The receivers, the offense, They trust Ben to make the right calls at the right time because he is their quarterback and he has been Mm -hmm. their quarterback for a hell of a lot longer than Matt Canada has been the offensive coordinator. Oh my God. And aside from that, Mm -hmm. Deontay was vocal in saying we prefer to have Ben making the calls. And it's like yesterday, every single time they went hurry up, every single time they went no huddle, it was successful. And listen, I'm not saying do that for the entirety of a game. You can't run a no huddle for the entire Mm -hmm. game. You can't do that. 
But I feel like when you're looking at time of possession, the Ravens possessed the ball in the first half for like 85% yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. That's rough. minimum. It's got to be more than 85%. And not only is that kind of a knock on our defense a, a little bit, they're just very inconsistent, but it is a, I, what's the word I'm looking for? It is an indictment on Matt Canada's ability to call an offense, at least call a Ben Roethlisberger-led offense. So I think the answer is clear. When you're in a situation where you're playing, uh, when you need points on the board, like you are desperate for points, let Ben make the call. Canada, if we're up a ton, which we're never going to be, if we're up a ton, Canada can just get cute with it. Um, and if, <laughs> at the beginning of the game, we can, you know, test and see if he's made any adjustments from last week. But he probably hasn't. Let's be real. Yeah. It's just like the, the, the tangible difference when Ben is mm-hmm. calling the plays and Ben is making the decisions versus when Matt Canada is making the decisions. I, yeah. You can't make an argument for Matt Canada at this juncture. So Sam, what what is the likelihood of them actually turning to Ben as the the field general? Like cuz we've seen them I mean, shift into mm-hmm. no huddle before very mm-hmm. very briefly and then just abandon it completely and then disintegrate. So do you think that this could be like a turning point or is this just another okay flash in the pan? I don't know. I mean, we heard at the beginning of the season that some of the offensive players were not fans of Matt Canada's play calling, that there was a huge disconnect in the locker room. I feel like that has definitely transpired onto the field. Like you, you see that happening. Um, and then yesterday, you could tell a noticeable difference when Ben started calling those Mm -hmm. plays and so how as Mike Tomlin or how as even a player on that field could you go back and be like oh you know what I want to go back to Matt Matt Canada's offense I don't think that he has done anything to earn their respect or Mm -hmm. their trust and so Mike Tomlin I mean that's something you're gonna have to look in the mirror at like you are still the head coach you that is a tough decision to make but also one you're responsible for because you put a coordinator in that position that really wasn't yeah. doesn't have the criteria competent. to fill it yeah, yeah. Competent. Right. sorry right. Space. Sam, um, what you're saying is so reminiscent of last year when we all saw that Kevin Dotson should be starting on that offensive mm-hmm. line and he did his job he did more than his job he looked incredible as a starter when I forget who was out someone was out last year I mean, it speaks um, volumes. Yeah, I don't who even was it? Who Dotson came in for last year? But it was very clear that he should have started against the Browns. And then when Mike yeah. Tomlin didn't do that, mm-hmm. this is what that's reminding me of. Because yeah. we've mm-hmm. seen time and time again Ben come out and get the job done when he's calling yeah. the plays more in the no huddle. And then the next week they'll abandon that. We've seen them do right. the same thing with the run. 
it's for some mm-hmm. reason they see something work and they think it's a fluke or or at least that's what it feels like from our end are you not right. buying into what we're seeing work right it's, it feels more stubborn than anything like okay right. yeah well we know that we did it okay that way but that's not our way and we're gonna make damn it we're gonna make what we've been practicing work no mm-hmm. matter what even if it doesn't work and right I just, uh, yeah, it's, that's what's made this season so frustrating is that constant feeling of what, what point are you trying to prove right now? Because you're not proving it, you're sucking. And (laughs) I, I think that if there's one glimmer of maybe hope within me that that might change is it, it would be as a result of announcements of Ben telling people that this is his final season. I could see them maybe being like, well, it's his last season. So let's just let him do his thing and he can, it's fine. And I feel like maybe even that was partially what provided that extra oomph to the offense, uh, at least on that last drive. Do, Do we think that's the case though? How realistic is that, that, the the rumors of Ben's imminent retirement sparked the offensive push on Sunday. Sam, do you think there's any validity to that? Yes. I think, um, first of all, I don't think that that is something that Ben probably wanted out there. Yeah. It it didn't seem like that. I mean, the Cam Hayward's response to that was pretty much like, yeah, Ben and I have spoken, but again, that's a private conversation. Mm-hmm. Um Again, I, I do think it still even goes back to a lot of the offensive play calling. If you have mm-hmm. somebody who's Ben Roethlisberger and he's 40 years old, he's not going to be learning an entire new offense. It's just not going yeah. to happen. Um, so if I was in his position and I'm, I mean, let's be honest, Ben doesn't need to play football. He could Mm-mm. retire tomorrow and be fine. So he's obviously doing it for the love of his game, for the love of the game. If you take that away and his ability to offensive play call to be Ben Roethlisberger, why, why would he want to have his body beat up for another year? So I very much think that that's probably one of the reasons, you know, that the locker room does respect him so much as well is because Mm. he doesn't have to be here. And yeah, he's not the same Ben that he maybe was, but he's better than any other option that we have. Mm Mm-hmm. He is. And I think just how emotionally invested he obviously Mm -hmm. was at the end of that game, whenever Baltimore was getting ready to go for the two point conversion, like he, he really loves this still. And I Mm -hmm. think that that it, it was almost amplified. And I don't know if that was just my perception of it because all of this stuff came out, but I, I just feel like everything's going to be heightened now that that has become a more concrete thing. Morgan, do you think that maybe down the stretch we'll see this team actually make a legitimate push for the playoffs with that in the forefront of their mind? And listen, it sounds nice. Like it sounds Mm -hmm. really sweet that a team would just rally against their or rally against everybody together. Mm for their quarterback in his last season. Like that's so poetic and literary. And you love to like think about 
how sweet that is. It's like emotional mm-hmm. and it tugs at your heartstrings. And as a fan, that's exactly how you want your players to respond to news yeah. like that. You want them to be like, we're doing this for Ben, right? And Sam makes such a good point. Everyone knows Ben's doing this for love of the game. He took a pay mm-hmm. cut. His body is beaten up yeah. week after week. Mm-hmm. He's on the injury report with mm-hmm. some new injury, knee, shoulder, elbow, whatever. I mean, he is always taking a beating and mm-hmm. he still shows up and wants to play this game. And he's doing it because he wants another ring. He's doing it because yeah. he loves this game. He's doing it because he loves Pittsburgh and the team and right. his teammates. And he's vocal about that. Ben has turned into a really phenomenal teammate in the mm-hmm. past several years. And I think that it's a really nice thought that they're going to all of a sudden make this, you know, majestic run and for the playoffs. And Ben's going to go out in a blaze of glory with a Super Bowl victory. And, you know, everyone's going to just eat their words. And me, the eternal optimist, I love that thought. I think it's, you know, amazing. And I'm not saying it's impossible. We have a tough schedule ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that gives me hope at making a playoff run legitimately, this is me being extremely realistic, is what Sam said. The AFC North is still wide open. The Ravens lost yesterday. The Bengals lost yesterday. Mm-hmm. These are teams that are not infallible. So mm-hmm. we're looking at Vikings without Dalvin Cook, without Adam Thielen, and saying, okay, that's not impossible. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs who have an abysmal defense, yeah. absolutely abysmal. If the offense that showed up last night shows up again, that's not an unwinnable game by any stretch. Mm-hmm. We have right. the Browns again, who we have already beat, and it's in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. these are games coming up, the Titans, winnable games. Mm-hmm. Just because they're hard doesn't mean they're not winnable. The, the Ravens are arguably one of our toughest matchups to date this season, and we won. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible at all mm-hmm. that we make a run for the playoffs and, and yeah. that we do it for Ben. I think that's definitely lighting some kind of fire under their asses. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, you know, they clearly lacked heart against the Bengals. Yeah. Like more yeah. than anything, it was a lack of heart in that game. They quit so early in that game, and it could not have been more obvious. You have guys like T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Najee Harris, who are playing this game with such fire and ferocity and a will to win that it's kind of rubbing off on others. And now Mm -hmm. this rumor that Ben's going to be leaving, like I could definitely see the guys saying, let's do this for Ben, like Mm -hmm. and their heart being in it a little bit more. And obviously, you know, playing music at practice. Yes, that's what they've been missing the whole time. If we're being real. Oh my god. Come on. That little clip today of Tomlin freaking killed me. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's on I put I reposted it to my Instagram story. You guys may have as well. Literally had me dying. But the way TJ Watts playing, are you still going to have him practice? Absolutely. And without music. Yeah. And it will not be music. And it will not be Mike Tomlin's <laughs> face did not crack a single smile. Oh my god! I'm Good. Like, like Chase Claypool is never going to live that down. 
Never. Even from his own teammate. Like it's his own personal Corvette Corvette. Like people still hit Juju with the Corvette Corvette. Now Chase's will be did they play music Music. today? Oh my god. Chasey? Chasey Wasey? Oh Lord. Well, at least hopefully he can at least like take it in stride because yeah that was he will. that after oh my god after that game i was like can you please learn to not Honestly, talk sometimes i thought cam hayward might kill him like cam <laughs> hayward was like literally like when someone told him that chase claypool said that he was like did he did he really say that like if he did say that like you could tell he was not happy oh my god <laughs> especially after that loss like Mm -hmm. that embarrassing loss some players definitely took that to heart more than others can being one of them I mean you can't say something so shallow after a game like that you just can't you gotta dig a little deeper brother like come on yeah Yeah. fake it fake it if you're not feeling it just read the room (laughs) but that's okay because that was last week and this is this week and and we won and we won. Mm. Uh, you know what? We freaking won. That's what matters. It's so hard to get excited about a win like that because we play again in four days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, no. Uh, My team. Oh, Lord, I'm <laughs> and you just, like, don't have the normal yeah, plug like, them in and charge. to <laughs> yeah. um, get our hearts back to full health mm-hmm. uh, before Thursday. Good Lord. I hate Thursday yeah. night football, if we're being completely honest. I do, too. It's too. not There's- my favorite just i hate it that's so dumb it's so dumb and then we have like we have two games in this one week period and then we have to go from thursday to sunday right without football and it's like oh my god who decided that this was a good idea it's a really stupid idea the nfl networks (laughs) yeah the nfl freaking nfl garbage better news fun news we're still doing our jersey giveaway. It's still open. It's still active. We're going to be doing that for the next couple, next week or two. Uh, but if you know somebody who is deserving of a jersey, maybe can't afford a jersey, we are quickly approaching Christmas. You can uh, nominate them. You can reach out to us. We're going to actually just set up a Venmo, a business Venmo for that if you would like to donate so that we can. Just get as many jerseys jerseys as we possibly can for people. We uh, obviously, I love jerseys and I love finding ways to get people jerseys because they're awesome. And there is just something really cool that happens when you get the jersey of a player that you love, like a different level of connection. And we want to make that possible for people. So definitely check that out. All of the information is on Twitter. We'll let you know when the the hard cutoff point is. But we're going to be uh getting some jerseys in january for the browns game and um distributing them to uh i i'm not sure we haven't decided yet but we're gonna we're gonna figure all those details out but most likely pittsburgh children's but yes up in the air Mm -hmm. yeah but it's gonna be great it's awesome and we're so thankful to all of you who have contributed and donated and i'm gonna cry uh, giving those jerseys away yeah i literally cry I'm so excited oh. that we're able to do this and that so yeah. many people want to play mm-hmm. a part in it. I mean, I'm kind of blown away by just the generosity of Steeler Nation, the things that we have seen um, you guys step up for time and time again, the money that you donated to around the 412, to Rockin' Around the 412 mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. was, I mean, 
Yeah. More than eight grand. That's phenomenal. Amazing. And the things that they, that Zach and Tyler are able to do for these families, it, I mean, it makes me, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. So, know. you know, however small a part we can play in making someone's yep. holidays a little brighter, we're all about it. Yep. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for coming alongside us in this and being part of it. It's really cool to see that um, and have the way that social media can bring people together. But why don't we wrap this thing up? We've been talking long enough. Uh, <laughs> it's been real as always, much, much realer, at least in my heart, talking about a win than a loss. But thank you, Steeler Nation, for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yenzers and Instagram at Yenzers Official. And don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, so we can kick it with you every single Tuesday. See you next week for another episode of Yenzers.